Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, and connect. Thanks for listening. Nicole. Hey, Allie. Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. So this is our first time recording our podcast when we're in different cities. This is true. I'm down in San Diego. What's up, San Diego? And I'm up. Yeah, and I'm up in Seatown. Seatown. Yeah, we're yeah. we're trying something out. We're trying something different. Yeah. So how's how are you doing today? How what did you do? Oh, uh, I'm really good. I have no true complaints, honestly. Um, I did something kind of bougie douchey (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't say that well i anyway i i flew down to san diego for the night because um i'm trying to maintain get enough miles to maintain my mvp status on alaska but the reason i'm doing it is because you get more miles with every flight you you know fly with alaska or flight you purchase and stuff so anyway that's super bougie but that's definitely not douchey I think that's very wise, actually. I'm just all about it, man. I can't help it. But it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. Um, yeah. So you but get a pass. I get a pass. I'm not judging you. I'm not going to judge, judge you. I have a couple Jesus, of friends. Jesus, I would do that. it too. Like Candace and Melanie also did that this this season. Really? Uh, yeah. And just some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Shane said that Candace was in Oklahoma because she, she needed to get her MVP for the next year too. So um, people don't want to let go of it, I guess. Um, That's right. How are you? I'm great. I was, I was overeating today at a holiday party, Uh, (laughs) feeling like that kind of a calorie hangover and um, then kind of got a headache. Mm. But I'm recovering now. I, I had some aspirin and I'm feeling better just overloaded the it's par for the holiday season i feel like i did but i feel like i should be old enough to be like don't do that to your body just because it's free i mean that sounds like (laughs) something that a 20 year old would do not a 41 year old you know yeah that's funny and it wasn't even like super great it was just like pizza and salad you know yeah but you guys it's hard not to have more than one piece right and then yeah you know yeah, I hear ya. Did you have any um, hashtag, hashtag meltdown moments for the week or for anything? No, not really. All right. Did I already tell you one? You tell me yours. Uh, well, it was mini, but like I posted the stuff for the podcast this morning and realized I posted it right before I got in the plane and realized as I was looking at it and I right after put my phone in airplane mode, I had like four misspellings and realized I was, I wasn't <laughs> highlighting whoever we were out on our show very well. Sorry, Shane Jones. Um, and then I, anyway, so I was like trying to connect to the Wi-Fi on the plane and for whatever reason it wouldn't connect. And I was just had to let it go that it was going to have to be uh, an error or several errors for th- three hours until, until I, you landed until I landed and then I fixed it and I pretended it never happened. That's so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess my like mini hashtag meltdown moment was that um, I drank tea. I drank tea today, also <laughs> an indulgent decision on my part, and I'm not really a Woo. caffeine drinker um, <laughs> by choice because it ga- it gives me like migraine headaches pretty badly. So after my third child was born, I noticed this pattern that every time I would drink coffee, I would get a headache. So I was like, oh, I'm going to give this up, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel much better, but I'm always having this like inner debate with myself, like. Should it, what, what warm beverage am I going to have to drink, you know, before work that's not caffeinated? So sometimes I have decaf and sometimes I have hot chocolate. Sometimes I have nothing and I just have orange juice. But sometimes I'm like, maybe I could just have a little tea, you know? (laughs) And so I ended up having tea and then feeling like I was high on speed for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah. And just like buzzing around and sending emails and like forgetting what I was going to say mid thought, you know, (laughs) to all of my people that I met with today. And so I was just also relating to how you felt kind of about, you know, your, your errors and and things like that Mm -hmm. and having to actually spend more time reading my emails and proofreading them because I'm more likely to like, Um, you know, miss a word or go too fast and then have to pay for it later when I'm up on this tea, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. So anyway, the things we do to ourselves. Oh, right. No reason at all. I know. I know. And we know better. We know better. We do. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) As adults, tea is too much. Just Iced tea. It's like my one vice, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Once in a while, I have a big thing of iced tea and whoa, what happens? (laughs) Off the rails. (laughs) Watch out, world. Um, Yeah. That's So did you want to like say thanks to some of our amazing uh, listeners today? Yes. Yes, totally. Well, I really want to say thank you to Eric Arena. He was the first person who wrote us on an email. That was amazing. Um, I know. Thank you, Eric. And then thank you, Kira Heard, for also um, writing a great review. um, And Singer Rose for writing an email, um, too. Thank you. Thank you, International Nursing Program, for for, um, promoting our post last week. And also... Um, thanks, Cheryl, my mother-in-law, for listening, even though I know human because I'm swearing, but um, and also saying thank you, Dad, because my dad's listening too. Bob That's Johnson. amazing. <laughs> Bob Johnson. <Aww>. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just cultivating our listenership, so yeah. we really appreciate all the emails, the feedback, the reviews. Um, any suggestions, ideas you can provide, and um, thanks for hanging along with us. It's been mm-hmm. really fun. It has been really fun. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the um, success principles and how to get from where you are to where you want to be. And we're really going to dive into like ten life purpose tips to help you find your passion and so the reason why we're kind of talking about this today was because I was feeling a little bit like a podcast hack and being like you know Nicole we've got the podcast up and running but what have I really done to cultivate my interests over the last you know six months I mean and and just feeling like maybe I could still be doing more 
Mm-hmm. And so I was just Googling things, you know, on the internet being like, yeah. oh, can I, how do I find my passion? What are, what are the next, I need to just, just do some more exercises and keep in that mode where I'm still yeah. in self, self-discovery mode. Yeah. And keep challenging myself and keep asking interesting questions to myself and, and being able to like figure out the answers to my own, you know, self-discovery mm-hmm. stuff. So and Nicole That's thought it was great. a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And I, I like that we periodically do this, you know, because it's not, I mean, obviously we have a lot of fun together on the phone, I mean, on the phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of fun doing the podcast, you know, um, but it's also fun to explore like some exercises and figure out like, how do we get, how do we, how do you, how do you find your path? Right? Yeah. Exactly. And so this is like a list by um, Jack Canfield, and he is the author of The Success Principle. So I want to give him credit um, for that. And it's 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 kind of simple, like high level stuff. But it actually some of the exercises really made me think about um, like my life purpose and things that I haven't ever really been able to kind of nail down in the same way. So hopefully this will help some of you guys, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go ahead and get into it. Is that all right with you, Nicole? Yeah, totally. I'm Nickel ready. Back. I'm ready. Okay. Oh, God, my favorite nickname. Yeah. Melanie mm-hmm. coined that one. Melanie on Women Hour. Melanie. Our dear friend. <gasps> Sorry, I, I shouldn't I have... Love- yeah, we can have uh, Luis edit that <laughs> if you don't want the world <laughs> to know. That's your favorite nickname. No, it's fine. It's fine. I like it. I think we should leave it in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now, so the first question was like, explore the things that you love to do. So I decided to, um, write down just like a list. What are the things that I, that I really love to do? Um, and mine were falling in love (laughs) and I was like, but you know, as a married woman, you can't always just go out and fall in love like that. So nope, that's problematic. Right. So I just watch rom-coms. I really love that, you know, yeah. um, uh, shopping and bargain hunting in particular. Like I don't like to just go shopping. I like to shop, but I like to get a good deal. So I like thrift stores and I like discount clothing stores the most. Mm. Oh my God. I saw something last week on TV. It was JLo talking about how she likes to shop at TJ Maxx. And I was like, I have to tell Allie that because she likes a good bargain sometimes. I do. I love, yeah, Marshall's is my store Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood. So you like, that's cool. And um, yeah, bargain hunting, you're so good at that too. I mean, I know why you like it because you're, you're, you're gifted. Um, (laughs) I know Melanie was saying how one time she was like, I like how I go into that store and just find nothing but crap, but you can like find like the three cutest things imaginable and just Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, that's what I'm buying today. And I only spent $15. Oh, that's kind of the thrill of the chase. (gasps) It's so much fun. Yes. Oh, and back to your falling in love. I mean, I think some people were like, um, romance novels too right it just de- oh yeah devour them you know mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and i was thinking about how i I, re- I recall a couple podcasts ago i was like you know maybe i could help other people fall in love and that's really fun and exciting too or ha- help married people stay 
you know, married and in love and, you know, like write love letters to each other, you know, like mm-hmm. give men the words that they need to keep their partner, you know, yeah. interested or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, you could totally so, do that. Yeah. A couple more I wrote down and then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, like just getting to know people, um, going out on the town, you know, having new adventures, um, having deep meeting, meaningful conversations with people that are like new to me sometimes mm-hmm. I like meeting like people that I know I'm gonna be in like a long-term relationship with whether they be my closest work colleagues or my oldest friends mm-hmm. but you know and and honestly meeting new people on the podcast has been so fun and fulfilling you know yeah and yeah. and just learning about other people and what they're up to I find that extremely fun um, yeah. working with teams, making friends, organizing, cleaning, and feeling physically fit. So those are like my things that I love to do. Mm. I don't think I wrote as many things down as you, but um, I, of course, to no surprise, said that I was really, um, that I love to do and what comes easy is travel and like travel planning and exploring and and adventuring um Mm -hmm. and the whole like travel planning thing like i i you know if if i say okay we're gonna go somewhere you know it'd be exotic or whatever out of the country you know i will spend a good solid like two months just diving in to all the stuff and i'll just have the time of my life loving it you know Mm -hmm. um so um, well, you're great yeah. at that, and and I'm someone who would be like, no, I don't, I don't like travel planning because I'm like, what if the destination we get to isn't that cool, and then I'll be blamed for it, you know? <laughs> Actually, the reason why I like am reluctant to plan anything, even if it's like going to a movie, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always afraid that whoever I'm with is going to be like, oh, God, never go with her. She always picks the dumbest shit. <laughs> you're so fun i feel like whatever you would choose would be fun maybe and fuck it if the fall if plans fall yeah. through that's life that's what happens yeah but you, you have a talent yeah. for that nicole well i know you. that melanie right now is even in cellulita and you just went there too did she take that um topic from you <laughs> i don't know if she i don't know i have to ask her we did talk about it um, I texted her today and I was like, I want to know the deets and your thoughts on Sayulita because I was there in June and she was just, she's there. She's there right now. Right. Um, but yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. What, and then there was, a, was there, a, this was the second part of this, right? I didn't this do a question. second part. I did like the, the next oh. thing were like the things that come easy to you. Things that come easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. I had a shorter list on this one. Mm. And I'm not even sure if my second one is true. (laughs) But I was like, (laughs) uh, making friends. That Mm -hmm. I tend to do pretty easily. Um, Mm -hmm. Being in front of people was like my second one. But to be honest, I still get nerves doing that. But I feel like once I'm up in front of people or facilitating a group, I do really enjoy it. And I think it's fun. Um, Like That's... That's awesome. That's a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. No. And I, and I used to be afraid of, um, kind of public speaking, but 
I realized one time I got like I was in an audience and there was like one person in front of the group and somebody was like, Hey, does anybody know the answer to this? And I actually just like shot my hand up and I was like, Oh shit, I just fucking raised my hand. I'm going to have to talk (laughs) in front of like 25 people. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when I didn't know I was going to talk in front of people, I didn't have a problem talking in front of people, you know, and it was really all about Mm -hmm. the anticipation about getting up in front of a group and like the being nervous and being afraid and having all this time to anticipate what could possibly go wrong that bothered me. But when I was like on the fly about it, I had no problem like expressing Mm -hmm. myself or talking in front of a group. And then I realized, um, that I was good at group facilitation, that I just had to kind of stand in front of the group for a good five to 10 minutes and kind of interact with the group in like a casual way before like bringing up topics. And that like calmed me down enough to be like, all right, guys, we're kicking this off, you know, and have no problem just like jumping into the real content. But it it did take some practice. But once I got good at it, I was like, that's actually fun. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of good at this. Mm -hmm. So what did you put down for that one? Uh, well, I, I think I accidentally skipped it, Mm, mm. (laughs) but, um, thinking about it, um, what comes easy, easily to me, I mean, language comes really easy to me. Um, that's awesome. I, um, yeah, like it's always been, and I've loved that. It's been something that I love too. So, um, and how many languages do you speak? Uh, well, I mean, not fluently, but I mean, um, I could say I, my French is pretty decent because I studied some French. Yeah. Span, French, Spanish. Mm-hmm. And every place that we go, I, I try to learn a little, you know, like yeah. Thai or Cambodian or whatever um, to just make sure. And, you know, like Japanese or something just to make sure I can get by. Whatever. Get by. No, you're mm-hmm. fluent in three languages, girlfriend. That's amazing. I wouldn't say fluent with Spanish for sure. I just, just can get around. Okay? I, I know enough to get around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think that like French and Spanish are, you know, they're like part of the romance languages. So yes. Yeah. Similar like yeah. words. Right. Yeah, totally. And actually that's exactly why I learned French first and then taught myself Spanish. Cause I, cause I had um, learned, you know, I was, I realized I was like, Oh my God, like 65% of these words are the exact same. They're yeah. Just pronounced differently, you know? Yeah. Can I tell you a funny little anecdotal story about language? Yeah. I was watching the new Solo movie, which is like a Star Wars spinoff about Han Solo. Uh And it dawned on me how important it was that Han knew like the language of the Wookiees, you know, like he was in this terrible situation (laughs) where he was going to, they threw him in this pit to get eaten. By a Wookiee. And it turned out to be Chewbacca, who ended up being his very best friend, but he never would have been, you know, come out of that situation alive unless he had known Wookiee. That's true. You know, I was like, that is so amazing. I was like, you guys, I was talking to my kids. I was like, you guys need to learn Tagalog or some other foreign language because if Han Solo had known, like, <laughs> You know how all those guys in Star Wars, they know, like, a thousand languages. Yes. Oh, my God. It's important. It's really important. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's so that funny. That is hysterical. I love that, that we just brought back in Star Wars. Um, to yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Uh, yeah. You, <clears throat> oh, did you create a life purpose statement? Oh, that's the 
Well, first, I went into like, what qualities do you enjoy expressing most in the world? Oh, shoot. And that I was one. <laughs> that was really fun. And that was really the catalyst for my life purpose statement. Uh -huh. So I will share the qualities that I express. I enjoy expressing most in the world. And then I'll tell you about the qualities that I express most in the world that I don't enjoy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so the good ones are kindness fun, laughter or humor, happiness, fairness, friendship, inclusivity, courage, and leadership. Mm. And um, the one that I express quite often, or, you know, a lot is anger. Mm -hmm. But I think those are kind of um, come from like, the root of like fear and shame. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot r around parenting mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. because I'm like, why isn't this as coming as easy to me as it as the Kardashians make it look, you know, and then I'm always like comparing myself to people who are impossibly like perfect and supported. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Wow. They've got so much money and so much resource, so many resources. And mm -hmm. um, that's an impossible standard, I would say. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyway, at least yeah. I can acknowledge it and I know yeah. it about myself and That's I'm working nice, on it. Yeah. That's nice. What's so those, thank you. And so what about you? Do you want to do just like real quick? Can you think of things about yourself since you didn't do that assignment either? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Teacher Allie, um, I will tell you, um, I, well, um, I enjoy expressing joy and happiness and um humor and laughter a lot mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and um and definitely some nurturing and caretaking of people too i yeah. enjoy that um so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, no you are yeah i think that's why we get along so well i think that we have actually so much in common mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And then you in your career as a nurse, obviously, yeah, very caring, yeah. very nurturing. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty. It can be pretty amazing just to have those really kind of like vulnerable conversations and moments with people and their mm -hmm. their worst, and you are there to, to help them. You know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's rewarding for sure. So I get a lot out yeah. of it. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get like thank you notes from patients? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't recently, but I had like this real connection with a patient the other day, and um, it was, and he told me his whole life story, and I was just like blown away, you know? Um, he just had had a lot of, um, a real lot of, Oh, tough times growing up and um to kind of come out and to come out of it like with a good attitude and also then i have a lot of health problems on top of that you know like yeah um obviously i'm not giving any any deep specifics but just I was, yeah i was really touched by the, his level of perseverance and um you know just wowed wowed by that right yeah so and that's awesome i was like and that's so beautiful just to be a part of that so absolutely yeah anyway um yes on the flip side okay. since you mentioned something that 
you uh, you were you were ju- maybe ju- I don't know if you were judging yourself, but you said that you don't like as much about. Um, I oh yeah yeah I'm um I am a people pleaser and I um sometimes give I should say no maybe more often you know yeah um that's something I'm working on but that's not really well I guess it's a quality but I just anyway so it's good to create some boundaries and stuff so Mm -hmm. totally yeah and that's good self-awareness too thank you thank you I mean it's it starts with like knowing that it's an issue and Uh and the impact of it too Uh uh-huh right right totally um so you all right so you created a life purpose statement right yeah i did so the next exercise was like create a life purpose statement and i was like piecing it together and i was like okay well based on what i just kind of went through what could you say so i was like how about this positively impacting those around me by sharing deep realness and humanness by connecting in the realms of love, humor, and friendship. That is amazing. So, cause, cause in Jack Canfield's like little internet page there that he had, he, he made it super simple. It was like a three sentence thing. Mm-hmm. And he had used like all of the, the previous work that he had done, mm-hmm. you know, about things that he loved, things that were easy, things that he wanted to share with the world. Mm-hmm. And he kind of put it all into one. And I was like, okay, well, what is this really looking like? Mm-hmm. And it's not a perfect sentence and it's not even real, you know, some of it isn't like really real words or anything, but I was like, I think this kind of sums it up to be perfectly honest. I think if I, if I really had to, you know, if this was going to go on my gravestone or, if I really thought about what I'm doing in my life and my personal family, you know, Mm -hmm. and with my friends Mm -hmm. and I guess professionally is what I meant to say prior to that, it would probably be that, you know, that's that's incredible. That's like a, it's mind blowing to me. (laughs) (laughs) I, what did you do? What did you do? I was dumbfounded by even just the task. I was like, I can't make a statement about my life. And, you know, because like, what is, I don't know, I, I just was like, it seemed insurmountable. Like, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't put it together. And so I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And so I felt, mm-hmm. I felt a little blocked by it. Well, I'm going to challenge you. I want to hold you accountable to like trying to do something maybe more broad, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's obviously what you were t- saying was kind of your hang up. Like maybe it was too broad, but maybe if you just went, okay, well, what is my personal one? What is my professional one? Those could be like two ways you could kind of drill it down. I don't like, do what are you putting out in the universe? And then what do you, you know, wanting professionally? And maybe you're going to realize that they're really not that different. Ooh, Maybe. I'm yeah. giving you an assignment. Okay. Okay. I will do it. I will do it. I will. I'll do it by next, not even by next week. I'll do it by, by tomorrow and I'll send it to you by email. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. So the next one is follow your inner guidance and what is your heart telling you? And I was just reflecting when I was writing this, I was like, keep doing the podcast. Mm. The podcast is really fun. The podcast is really easy. 
um, the podcast is a great way to showcase your personality, your humor and your, your humility. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, Oh my God, this, this venture that we're doing is, is fulfilling a lot of the things that I was, you know, mm-hmm. really trying to do and actually fulfilling kind of my life purpose. And it didn't dawn on me. Cause you remember how the whole reason why I did this, yeah. this exercise was because I was like, how am I really contributing, you know, mm-hmm to the world and is the podcast really it or you know Mm -hmm. do I still need to do a deeper dive into my own you know personal interest and understanding that and honestly I was really surprised and relieved to know that the podcast was ticking some boxes for me yes I'm you know what I mean virtual high five thanks babe that's awesome and I know it ticks some boxes for you too huh totally it totally does. I mean, it's like, it's, it's really, it's really fulfilling. It's fun to create. So right now I'm, you know, having so much fun doing this, uh-huh. you know, and, uh-huh. um, and I was just telling you before we started recording the hot, like how much laughter, how much has been in my life in the last six months. Like it is incredible. So, Mm -hmm. and I attribute it to a lot of this process um, and also just doing this, putting ourselves out there, risking myself, being vulnerable, all of it as like, um, you know, it's just been so rewarding. And, you know, like Shane talked about last week's episode, when you're doing something new and creative, you, you sort of are nervous and scared and, you know, you, you have all these feelings about it. Um, but you, you know, so it's, it's been so fun to do this. So I agree with you. I think I should be, I think we should still be, keep doing this. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> no, I totally love it. Yeah. I think that, I think you're right there. Um, good. That's, ha- that's awesome. That's happy news. Um, so the next two questions I totally skipped to. Oh, okay. Um, so we'll skip, we'll go to, okay. So they were, in case anybody else wants to go along and do this, it was decide where you want to go and then like clarify your vision, lock in your destination through goal setting, affirmations, visualizations, and taking action. And I was like, uh, that's a big chunk of work that will take some time. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go back to doing that, but I mm-hmm. didn't have time to do it then. Mm-hmm. And then be clear about your life purpose. And then the next one was saying conduct a passion test. And this is a test by Chris and Janet Atwood. And it was about like filling in the blanks 15 times for the following statement. When my life is ideal, I am. And then you put a verb in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like supporting my family, interacting and playing with my children, um, making others laugh, inspiring others to think, challenging others, um, demonstrating humility, being a courageous leader, um, challenging the status quo, honoring women, being myself, um, able to have freedom of choice, mm-hmm. um, doing work that's creative, um, finding time for myself so that I can be present for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and those all kind of like... That was interesting because I was like, if I can do these things every single day, I think I might feel really good about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. What did you write? 
Well, I did it in my mind. I'm sucked at this. No, I know. You already told me that you did some of this work. No, I did. So I know yeah, you did. No, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for me, my life is ideal when I'm, like, riding my bike to work. My life mm-hmm. is ideal when I'm seeing my friends on a regular basis. My life is ideal when I'm having one-on-one time with Rob. My life is mm-hmm. ideal when I'm having regular sex. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, but no, and then there's like, my life is ideal when I'm learning and pushing myself or my life is ideal when, um, I'm seeing my family. Um, and my life is ideal when I have animal friends around my animal family, you know, Mm -hmm. two two cats and Rufus, like, so, or my life is ideal when I'm spending time in the wilderness or, you know, so those are some things, um, that I just have thought about. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I Good. really I think- love that you had some, um, woman empowerment stuff in there. That's really nice. Like the, that you, you, what'd you say? You, my life is ideal when I'm be- honoring women, honoring women. It's really nice. I like I that. Think, I think for me, when I, it resonates with me because I feel like sometimes I'm in the workplace and there are people, there, there's women that I work with who will be like, I'm going outside for the walkout, you know, like they're all about women empowerment, but it's like, but they don't like me, you know, <laughs> they don't want to support me as their manager, you know, and I'm just right. like, hmm, it seems like you like some women, but you don't support others, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like, I want to support all women and mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to be discriminatory about, mm-hmm. you know, or if I don't like how I, you know, somebody in my workplace is behaving, I want to be able to be like, Hey, can we work on this and make it better? And not just like, I'm going to ignore you and, and, and yeah. hope that our relationship, you, yeah. you go away eventually, yeah. but it's like, no, I'm not going away. Let's just work on this instead. You know, yeah, totally. I'd rather engage in, in proactively, work on the relationship then do nothing and avoid it altogether yeah you know yeah and I, yes for sure that's um big and brave and i view i feel like um it's you know women can be really catty to one another <clears throat> and um, yeah and to um dismiss it and not hold each other accountable and I think we should be building each other up I feel like that's been a big theme the last couple of years um you know that you kind of see in social media is like let's you know let's let's rise let's raise each other up okay instead of absolutely putting each other down exactly yeah so I try to live that I try to live that I try to be you know, extra tuned into my daughter and, you know, like mm-hmm. treat her really well from the beginning mm-hmm. and, you know, foster great role models for her. Like she's very close to her grandma and mm. things like that. So mm-hmm. that makes me happy. And then it asks you to like, did you, oh yeah, you told me yours. Yeah. 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 Yours were really, really good too. Really important. I think that, oh. A healthy sex life when you're married is extremely important, like because you get all those endorphins and it it just makes things really, really right with you know your relationship too. It like yeah. it's the glue glue that sticks you together. And <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm not talking about that glue. <laughs> no, but Chris Rock even talked about it during his stand-up. Oh, oh, really? He was talking about, he was like, and I've actually said this to, to new married couples. Like, they're like, so what is, you know, like, I was at a bachelorette party one time and they were, and they were doing like fun games and they were like, what, what's, what's the key to a happy marriage? And I'm like, tons of sex, really. I mean, and then like if Chris Rock was saying how you can't stop having sex with your partner, you know, mm-hmm. and oh, right. he, I think he got addicted to porn and then he eventually got a divorce, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of how things like began to dwindle for him when they stopped like the lovemaking. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to keep it up. You don't have to know. It doesn't have to be the same cadence as your best friend. I mean, right. but it's got to right. be enough for you guys. Yeah, totally. We need to do We need to talk at some point about the book you're reading. Um, Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Yeah. Some, um, maybe another. I want to unpack a couple of, yeah, a Ooh. couple of really great chapters about like midlife crisis and the domestic versus the erotic world. Mm. It was super interesting. Yeah. 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 We'll do that very soon. Yeah. In 2019, we'll do it. Yeah. Um, and then it said, uh, think about the times in your life when you've experienced great joy and then look for patterns. Mm. And so I was, I did that exercise and I was like, my childhood, when I was a dancer, when I lived abroad for two years, when I was a swimmer, um, hanging out with friends, um, traveling the world, meeting um, my husband, having my children, um, all those things like brought me great joy. Mm-hmm. And the themes I was pulling from that were like winning, achieving goals, mm-hmm. being good at something, mm-hmm. deep friendships, new friendships, um, tr- discovery, newness, support, culture, different ways to live, new experiences, long-term deep friendships. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you write? Or did you get that far? I didn't do it complete. I, <laughs> I, I looked. I sucked at this exercise. Sorry, guys. Um, oh my sorry, God, Allie. so awesome. <laughs> no, I just, now I'm starting to become like a little bit of a turd about it. Like, well, what did you write? You know? No, I know. You're like, I told you that we were going to do this. And why are you doing that? <laughs> you twat. Um, I, uh, I mean, I thought about this, though. And the big things were like, I'm like, you know, when I went on that solo trip by myself to Mexico, like that was one of the greatest and the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you know, like, like meeting Rob and falling in love with him. That was obviously really incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Tried a lot of trip, a lot of travel and trips, you know, have been really amazing and um, life changing. Um, so, Yeah. Probably, you know, back in the day when I was singing on a regular, that was really good. That was mm-hmm. a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in a while, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you talked about gr- your childhood. That was kind of cool. I did have a nice childhood, man. It was like, 
my childhood is kind of represented by like this one image like around Christmas. Like I remember like sneaking downstairs on Christmas morning and the Christmas tree was just a glow and there was a brand new like turquoise bike sitting mm-hmm. out unwrapped with like a big bow and like a long banana seat. And <laughs> I was just like, Oh man, I wanted that bike so bad. And I was very excited for it, but it was like my, my whole childhood was like really magical and like easy. And I had a swimming pool and a horse. I was like one of those kids who had everything she wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it just felt really perfect and nice. And so I don't know if my children's lives are as nice as mine are. Mine was. I bet. I mean, I feel like the way that you, I mean, I, your kids seem really happy and they seem like they have a lot of fun and I know you you really um, give them a lot of yourself. And also kids can have so much fun with like, not very much. You know, they can like make toys and games out of things that don't really exist. Like that's the fun. That's fun. I mean, they totally can. Yeah. But they, yeah, your kids, I'm sure they're going to look back and say that they had so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. They're doing good. I mean, I don't know if anybody watched the Saturday Night Live skit called the best Christmas ever with Matt Damon. If you haven't, you should Google it, especially if you have kids, because um, it will probably ring true to your life too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was a skit where the parents sit down after Christmas day and they're having a moment on the couch with just the two of them. The kids have gone to bed, they're sipping on the wine and they're reminiscing about how the Christmas day went and how it was the best day ever. Aww. But then they flash back to the reality of the moments that like, <laughs> you know, made up their day, which was waking up at five forty one in the morning and, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, watching their kids tear open the gifts as they were like struggling to drink their coffee in peace. And then like the relatives coming over and the, mm-hmm. and, oh, it was so funny. Cause it was actually true. Like mm-hmm. having my children was a joyful experience, but I will be perfectly honest. Like the work raising the children is very, very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a life of servitude. That's yep. what I laid. Mm-hmm. Um, so but anyway, it's nonetheless, there, there's definitely joy in, in, um, in a lot of the things that I mentioned. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of, it was just kind of good to write that down. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two things I didn't even do either. So align your goals with your life purpose and passions and then lean into your true purpose in life. Yeah. And that's work for everyone in the audience to do, not us. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think because <laughs> I'm I I did a lot of work already. <laughs> yeah, I think this you could probably you could probably like um, split it up in a couple like you know like if you were doing you know if I were to do it I, f- fully because I really yeah. did, I did it half-assed. Um, I <laughs> would do it, you know, like split it up. And because um, again, like I said, it felt overwhelming for me to think yeah. about, but I also think it's important work, right? Like if you really are feeling stuck, like to really sort of break that open and think mm-hmm. about like, well, what is it that you love to do? Mm-hmm. And you have to, and we've talked about this before, you have to unlock some stuff in your mind to even get you to see what's possible, right? This, yeah. I sound like such a new agey person, but um, yeah, I mean, 
we're, we're I mean we're still working on it too right now right in there we're right there with you people that's right and I mean like I did it for validation you know I was feeling like a um, somebody who, you know, hadn't really, hadn't really figured out her own self. And so I was like, you know what, actually, I do think I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing right now. Yeah. And that felt good for validation. And then do, do the exercises if they're interesting to you. Don't do them if it's boring, you know, like, yeah. I think we did the, I think we did it exactly right. Like do the things that like actually make you think that are pro- thought provoking and mm-hmm. what speaks to you and leave out the stuff that sounds like a, you know, a chore. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't be like that either. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice, Allie. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, my darling. All right. Well, let's wrap things up, shall we? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yep. Um, Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Um, We're just having the time of our lives and having so much fun. We... You know, hope you got something out of this episode today. Um, you can find- don't forget to yeah rate, review, and subscribe. Yep, Nicole, where do, where do, can they find us? Oh, www.meltdowncitypodcast.com. Um, or we're on Facebook email. now. Oh shit! Yes, we're on Facebook, and you can email us um, at meltdowncitypodcast@gmail.com. So, awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay, love you. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.